It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jimmy Garoppolo sticking around to 2022. Yet another report, this time from Peter King, about that very subject. Some stats showing how good Jimmy Garoppolo is playing right now. Depending on how you look at the numbers with Jimmy G, a lot of people have a lot of different opinions there. COVID started to hit around the league. Kyle Shanahan speaks on how the 49ers will try to miss that as we hit the winter time and we hit the, the crunch time and we hit the stretch run to the NFL playoffs, which I have a feeling the 49ers are going to be involved with. We'll look ahead to their next opponent, which is a big key in that coming up on this episode, Winky Wednesday episode of Locked On 49ers right now. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Nicholas Winkler, come on now. <laughs> yeah, another Winky Wednesday here. Special guest Nick Winkler joining us as he usually does on Wednesday. If you're watching us Tuesday evening as we're recording this, premiering live on YouTube, hello to you. Shout out to all the listeners that are listening on their way to work, maybe in the car on Wednesday mornings. Appreciate you making us your first listen every day right here on Locked On 49ers. Brian Peacock, former NFL AFL cornerback, Eric Crocker over there. Nick Winkler at Bay Area Wink. I'm at BD Peacock on Twitter, at Eric underscore Crocker on Twitter. We will dip into the mailbag in a little bit, but we've got some stuff to get into first as it pertains to these San Francisco 49ers. And guys, correct me if I'm wrong. It feels like every single time the 49ers win, there's this swell of support for Jimmy Garoppolo, and the haters get quiet a little bit. And then somebody in the national media talks about Jimmy G in 2022. Um, Wink, I'm going to go to you first. Are you buying this, or is this Freud? Is this John Lynch doing the thing where he uses someone in the national media, this time it's Peter King, to uh, be a mouthpiece for what he wants out there? Or is he telling him the actual truth? They really are considering bringing back Jimmy G for another run in 2022. I mean, it's got to be a little bit of both, right? I mean, you're talking about somebody who's a valuable quarterback in the NFL and that's tough to get. And if you tell everybody, Hey, we're going to trade this guy, like his value goes down. So if you back him a hundred percent, you say, no, this is our guy. And, and maybe you do keep him because people don't come with the offer that you want. So you set it up out there in the public eye where if it does happen, guys, we told you this is what's going to happen at the same time. If the trade comes in where you can't pass it up because it's great pick or picks, then, you know, you've already set that up as well. So I, th- I think it's a smart play. You know, whatever happens there for the 49ers. Me personally, I think that if he, you know, you you make a nice little run in the playoffs, why don't you just stick with Jimmy one more year? And unless, of course, you 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 know, you get that high draft pick in return. Crocky, what do you think? We've covered this before. I feel the yeah. exact same way about it. Uh, it's BS. It's Trey Lance in 2022. There's no way it can't be Trey Lance in. What if he wins a Super Bowl? It doesn't matter. It makes him more valuable in trade. What? The better Jimmy plays, the easier it is to get rid of him, which means the no least like, less likely he'll be around. But if he plays really bad, then 
it's less likely he'll be around because then he'll just get cut because nobody want to trade for him. You can't pay his salary. Salary is the big one. The 49ers yeah. don't have enough yeah. room. Got a bunch of free agents. You just can't do it. That's the reason you bring in a rookie quarterback. You've already wasted one of his rookie years, um, and you can't just waste that entire rookie contract getting mediocre quarterback play. And Jimmy Garoppolo is fine. He's a good quarterback. You can win some games with him. But the goal is to be better. It's why you went up and got Trey Lance. So go be better. Mm. Here, okay, but here's my one pushback. You just you you don't know if Trey Lance is better or right. will be better. Like that that's the that's the that's the big thing for them, mm-hmm. right? Like we know what Jimmy Garoppolo is. They know what he is. They also know that he can play well enough for them to win, right? And we see how he's able to, you know, close out games and just that moxie in which he presents himself and just our guys. And you heard Brandon Ayuk say when he's yep. in the huddle, he's like, you feel like, man, like I feel like I'm going to win. And, you know, it's kind of – that's tough to just kick off to the side. Now, again, I, I give it, you know, a slim chance just because the eye test says, <laughs> ah, I mean, he's he's okay. Is he worth right. keeping around for, you know, another year for $27 million or whatever it is? That's what they're going to have to ask themselves. I, I would say from a philosoph- philosophy standpoint, philosophical, I don't know how to say that word. Philosophical? Philosophical. All right. Philosophical yeah. standpoint. There you go. I don't see like New England doing anything like that. Or actually, they did. They drafted yeah. Tom Brady. Still different though. They they drafted uh, Jimmy Garoppolo second round. He sat behind Tom Brady for four and a half years or three and a half. Packers years have done before. it twice. Yeah, you know. So I mean, I can see a scenario where it happens, but I, I mean, that's me saying that Jimmy Garoppolo is Tom Brady, and he's just not. Well, that's me saying that. Right. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo is Brett Favre, and he's not. So right. our eye test tells us, like, dude, you can get better quarterback play, but I think if you ask them, they're just not 100% sure if they are going to. The issue is other teams, they just say, forget the, like, what ifs. We're going to roll with this guy. Look at Josh Allen. And I know everybody uses Josh Allen and say, you don't, you don't know Trey Lance is going to be that. I'm not saying Trey Lance is going to be that, but just look at the situation. He was a guy, he needed a lot of work. And they just said, whatever, we're just going to ride with it. And it seems like Kyle Shanahan, he's having a tough time doing that. And if we remember correctly, even with the Chargers, just the year before, Tyrod Taylor took them to the playoffs. So it wasn't like they were just this team that was just super down and out, you know. And then Josh Allen comes along and it's like, oh, well, you know, we're going to miss, you know. It's like, nah, man. So um, it is a tough situation. I don't think it's as simple as just Jimmy Garoppolo. No, he's 100% gone. But I don't think it's as simple as Peter King is trying to make it seem, especially when you think of the money that's involved and how you can utilize that money to build the rest of the roster. Right. And that makes it tricky. But at the same time, if he does lead them to a Super Bowl, that's a quarterback that led you to two Super Bowls in three years. Like, what do you, hold you, on. you can't just get rid of a guy like that. Winky I, Wednesday. I, what do you mean leads them? <laughs> are, are you saying leads them because he's the quarterback? Or are yeah. you saying like, he's because the I saw them him throw eight times in the NFC Championship game. And I saw them stop throwing the ball against the Vikings. So, How many of those p- throws were interceptions? You know, like he didn't turn the ball over. He didn't. He wasn't the reason that they well, lost. He that threw Super four. Bowl, right? He threw. He threw three interceptions in the Super Bowl. I mean, he threw two in the Super Bowl. He threw one against the the uh, the dang Vikings. He threw another few that could have been picked off against the Vikings and against. He the also Packers. threw one on Sunday, right? With yeah, 30 seconds left that that all, that could have been, that wasn't, right? Against well, the, the Bengals. He threw two. 
won a game, won a game at least, sometimes two a game, and it happened in the playoffs. But they got away with it. Uh, so yeah, I I agree. It's the I love the Daniel Jeremiah thing where he's talking about quarterback prospects. Is he the truck or is he a trailer? And Jimmy Garoppolo is not the truck. He's not driving the thing. He's along for the ride with everybody else. But he's a big part of it because he's a quarterback. But he's not driving. Got to push back again. He's not carrying. People- he's not carrying the load. He is not hooking the trailer to his back, taking a team to the Super Bowl. That didn't happen in 2019. It's not happening right now. As he oh, maybe is going back to as a, as a team. People are going to be so confused watching this. Like, what side of this? What side are you on, Eric? You know, they're not going to. But. He you is, him love he, him at the same time. This is like a tumultuous relationship. Right. He's a counselor, Clucky. He is a truck in the last two minutes. <laughs> he's just a trailer throughout the rest of the game. Before. So for 58 minutes, he's a trailer. But for two minutes, he can turn into a truck. And it's like a truck with a Hemi. And Trey Lance could be Josh Rosen, right? I mean, we, you don't know what you have there. You know what you have well, in Jimmy. Know. The Trey Lance thing is its own thing, and that's sort of why I've always separated the two. Jimmy and Trey are almost unrelated because it's all about Trey now. You made the Trey move. That's done. If Trey's bad, Kyle's gone. John's gone. You're bringing in a new Not if Jimmy Garoppolo just – you know, when Keeps Super Bowl quarterbacking, then it does have – I know the, the issue is they're not committing one way or another. Right. And it's like, dude, you can't be in – like, I mean, we, we're, all, we're all married, right? You can't have one foot in, one foot out with your wife, right? right? Kyle Shanahan, he basically married Trey Lance. And he's trying to, you know, have his side piece around. And he's like, dude, you can't do that when you marry someone. You got to make a decision. So now he's probably going to have to go to marriage counseling. But, you know, I don't know if, if John Lynch is the one that have that counseling with him. John Lynch and Jay York, they have to sit him down. Like, dude, we know it's tough. We know you love your ex, but you, you got to make a decision here. What are you going to do? It's like the age-old story of an arranged marriage, but you really love somebody else, right? But which one is the arranged marriage? Is Jimmy right. the arranged marriage? Or does does Kyle secretly love Jimmy and he was arranged to Trey Lance and he doesn't want to go there? He's no, have a kid with one, his, so like there'll always be that relationship forever. <laughs> like you can't always completely move on. Here's the thing. Kyle told us everything, how he felt about Jimmy Garoppolo. He went up there and was like, yeah, you know, we looked into Matthew Stafford. Like, oh, man, they, mm-hmm. was, you know, oh, we looked into Deshaun. Like, like, he told us. Yep. He told us. But he also told us, well, yeah, it is, it is hard to, you know, replace Jimmy Garoppolo because we know we can play with him. We know we can win with him. So I think he's told us how he feels. Like, it's like, yeah, I think he's all right. But I do want more. But then it's like, are you willing to go through what you have to go through to get more from a different quarterback? And that's the part where he's like, well, I, I, I. I know I got to develop a young guy. It's almost like he he wanted he wanted the Trey Lance to come just hot and ready, like a yeah. little Caesar's pizza. Win it's the like, job. no, you actually have to cook it. You got to put it in the oven, and you know it's a Papa John's one. You got to take the wrapper off, and you got to put it in the oven, and you got to wait a little while. You got to let it cook. He's not willing to do that. He's like, no, I want it right now. If it's not right now, I'm just gonna go with this other thing. So Trey Lance is more like a take and bake pizza. There you, you go. got it He's home. Papa John's. It's not ready yet. You got to preheat the oven. You got to cook John's it. Papa Or you mean Papa Murphy's? Papa, Papa Murphy's, Murphy's. My bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Trey's Papa Murphy's. I'm going to buy that. Yeah, he's Papa I, Murphy's. I like that. Okay. I can see that. But he's not quite I'm ready for Papa it. So John's. sitting my in the bad, fridge. John. Right. Yeah. The, yeah he's like, no, he's the, sitting in the freezer. <laughs> the, the bells, like the, the, the oven's preheating right now, but then you still got to put it in and cook it. So it's like, it's definitely not ready to eat. So you just eat some leftovers that are in the fridge. That's Jimmy Garoppolo? That's Jimmy Garoppolo. But it's like a good like uh, casserole, right? 
It's like a, it's uh, like do the job. It's, it's filling. It's the kind of leftovers that you don't just throw it in the microwave. You put it back in the oven and you get right. the crust toasty again. No, and it's Jimmy is corn dogs. He's corn dogs. Corn dogs. He's the one that is like, it's, it's ready right now. It's good. It gets the job done right now. You know, it's not really good for you, but it gets you by. You're not starving. That's Jimmy. Mm -hmm. That pizza's not good for you either, though. No, nah, got the, got the uh, Trey Lance is the one with the like the it's the, the organic pizza. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cauliflower crust. crust. Cauliflower crust. There you go. <laughs> yeah, dude, I like this. How many more metaphors can we come up with for these guys? I'm hungry now. Probably a lot. All right, think about, think about think about more Jimmy metaphors. I've got a stat for Jimmy G that might say he's a little bit more of a truck than some people think. Uh, and COVID. Rearing its nasty head as the weather gets colder here. And, uh, man, so many cases in the last few days. Getting a little scary. Uh, and uh, we'll dip into the mailbag, as we usually do on Wednesdays. I just sort of guys, <laughs> It's never too early. You know what it is? We're just hungry and thinking about food. Uh, but you know what else I'm thinking about is Super Bowl 56. It's never too early to start thinking about the Super Bowl, especially when it's all going down so close to home. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi is less than 100 days away. And on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package. And experiences. We're talking uh, your exact seats of choice. And choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with NFL legends, five-star LA hotels, chefed up food. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information, or just search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56, or search Super Bowl on location. Oh, guys, uh, I'm, I'm excited for this. I got some brand new socks, some Ooh. real nice ones. I got some boxer briefs, uh, joggers. Mm. Shirts, hoodies, not just socks at stance.com. It is holiday gifting time, and stance is the coolest gift you can give. I promise you, I've been gifted stance, and I loved it when I opened it up. I got my SF Giants socks. Uh, I wore them yesterday, not wearing them today. Uh, we got no shows. We've got ankle high athletic socks, anything you can imagine at stance.com, and uniqueness. Uh, it's all about aesthetics. Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. We're talking Wu-Tang Clan socks. We're talking Major League Baseball, NBA, Pixar, Marvel Universe. Uh, there, you name it, you can find some unique designs at stance.com. So go make an account at stance.com. Get 15% off your first order. Use promo code locked on at checkout. That is promo code locked on at checkout at stance.com. All right, guys, I've got a Jimmy Garoppolo statistic for you here. This from Nick Wagner of ESPN, digging through the Jimmy G stats. Jimmy Garoppolo, third in the NFL. This one might surprise folks because he's not a deep ball thrower. Jimmy Garoppolo is third in the NFL in yards per attempt at 8.37. He's also, coincidentally, third in yards after the catch per completion at 6.1. Number one and two are Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes. So Jimmy G, hmm. third, but also Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes. Those are guys that throw great deep balls, but they're uh, first and second in yards after the catch per completion. 
So it's not like um, this is dink and dunk quarterbacks that are that are with him in the yards uh, after completion category. So I don't know. Actually, don't know and averaging how about, how about averaging seven point six one air yards per attempt, which is nineteenth in the NFL. So oh, okay. see, that is probably more like what that makes sense from a stat yeah. is uh, is the air yards. So right. Yeah. I was going to say, when you watch the the Kansas City Chiefs, I know we think of just throwing the ball down the field, like, man, they got Tyreek Hill. Really, is more so that that can happen at any given time. But they throw a lot of quick stuff to Tyreek Hill. They do a whole lot of things to get the mm-hmm. ball just in his hands around the line of scrimmage and him run for eight yards. It, it's just the fact that at any time, they can burn you. You know? Yeah. So that's, and- the, that's kind of the difference. Where Jimmy, it's, you know... How, how many yards after catch did he get on Debo Samuel's catching the screen and taking it 83 yards, you know? Mm-hmm. And you can get yards after the catch on deep balls, too, if you've got a runaway route. You catch it, you know. So you can get a lot of yards on a, on a big play. And so many teams play two deep safeties and give you a lot of space if you're Patrick Mahomes that you can operate underneath, and you're forced to operate underneath because they're trying to take the rest away. So, uh, there, you know, there's a lot that goes into He throws a, a ton of Travis Kelsey over the middle, too, like, yeah. like quick, you know, seven to eight yards. So there's right. a ton of that as well. Which is similar to what Garoppolo is doing with Kittle. With you know, Kelsey, doing uh, Kittle, these, these yeah. quick, yeah, doing these quick slants, and it's like, oh, now George Kittle just ran for 15 more yards. Or same with Debo, same with Ayuk, a whole bunch of guys that are all about that yak. I think with Jimmy Garoppolo, the pushback on the deep ball stuff is the 49ers attempt the least amount in the league, and you would think that it's not being called for him or dialed up. But when you mm. do look at the All 22, and I haven't been one to really dive into the the film like that. But I see this stuff on, on Twitter, the clips and everything, and you will see the shot plays are there. He's really, yeah. a lot of times, choosing not to throw it. So, there's, you know, I don't think his mind works that way. And whatever he's doing, you know, it works for him. But the shots are there if he were probably a different – if he were if he were Trey Lance. Because we saw that <laughs> in training camp, right, where Trey, Trey Lance, right. every practice is like, wow, the ball's going down the field. And it's like, well, they are running the same plays. But I think Trey Lance is – Mindset is more, uh, it's more aggressive and more vertically pushing things. And Jimmy takes what you give him, which I don't think that's the wrong way to do it. You just miss out on kind of stretching the field. And now teams are kind of, you saw how he almost threw the pick six. You got guys robbing it. That happened against the Vikings. The safeties now are kind of cheating over the middle. They're condensing everything. Uh, There was a play on, and my bad, I know going off on a tangent. There was a play he did, perfect play uh, against the Seahawks. The first play on the two-minute drill, I believe, down the stretch, where they did the tight end leak play. You know that play they do, and they hit Kittle, and it was probably oh, yeah. about a 20-yard gain or so. Well, if he would, if he wanted it, the safety, because Jimmy likes to throw it to the middle field, jumped the dig from the opposite side, and it left uh, Trent Sherfield wide open. If, if Jimmy would have just threw it, it would have been a touchdown. But that's not the way his mind works, and that play was designed for Kittle. But that, that's just the – these defenses are being really aggressive to some of the things over the middle. And crazy yeah. thing is still, they can't stop it most of the time. So kudos yeah. to Jimmy and Garoppolo. There, there was one like that, this game that he threw over the middle that Debo was breaking open right across the field yeah. deep. In, we in, also saw, you know, the long shot to Benjamin, you know, he underthrew that by what, 10 yards. I mean that, that he was open and he had to slow up. He probably still should have made the catch, but you know, that was severely underthrown by, by Garoppolo. 
he did throw some really perfect balls to allow guys to run after the catch, though, too, in the short inter- intermediate area. He threw a, a beautiful deep ball to Kittle, but his arm was held mm-hmm. up by Vaughn Bell, and he wasn't able to pull that in. So that was a great deep pass. So yeah. there, there's good passes and bad passes. You, you tend sure. to focus on the bad ones, and when he throws it to the other team, obviously, and then you kind of just like, oh, well, he's supposed to make all these great throws. But he, he does make a lot of good throws, too. Uh, I think with that last statistic, some people would be surprised. If you pulled 49ers fans, say, um, where is he in air yards? They would say 30. 30 or 32, right. you know, or, or 29. And so 19 is, you know, it was middle of the road is not at the bottom of the league. Definitely not in the top 10 in, in air yards as we all expect. Um, but yeah, anyway, that's enough on Jimmy G. We know who Jimmy G is. Or as you guys not, call him Jimmy W. He's Jimmy W. Uh, he's Jimmy Don in the off season is what he is. <laughs> <laughs> but I like Jimmy G. And it's not, it, again, it's not anti Jimmy G. It's all about, it's all about, it's all about Trey. Mm-hmm. It's all about trade. That decision has been made. Um, but I think one part of it with the Peter King story, and I think it's smart for the 49ers, just they're just it's the company line, and it's been all along. Yeah. Jimmy's a starter. We love Jimmy. Maybe he'll even stick around in 2022. They've been saying that for a long time. They'll keep saying it until he's traded, but he will be traded. But that's the company line you have to keep. That, that's the best way to keep his value. So and you can't say you can't say otherwise while you're in a playoff run with him as your starting right. quarterback. Like, who yep. would say to Peter King, hey, Peter King, yeah, he's gone this year. And then Peter King say, yeah, Jimmy Garoppolo's gone. And Jimmy Garoppolo's looking around like, I mean, I know, but, like, come on, man. I'm, I'm trying to focus on what we're doing here. I want to be a part of this. Well, there was that story a couple weeks ago that was that, right. essentially. The 49ers' plan was to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. And so John Lynch is probably like, uh, hey, Peter, you want to have lunch? And he's, like, trying to work it into the conversation. Oh, yeah, we'll probably keep Jimmy G. You know, after like uh, after an espresso, after the salad course came <laughs> and they started getting into the entrees, and he's like, yeah, you know, it, like, so it was at the game. Oh, it was it? happened at the game. Grant okay. Cohn, a little insight. Grant Cohn had somebody next to him on the left and to the right of him. It was Peter King. I heard him talking about it on his show. Peter King was supposed to be to the right of him. He saw Peter King, but during the game, Peter King wasn't there. So where was Peter King? Oh, he was in the suite. He's like, John, this is the fourth time you've mentioned that you're going to keep Jimmy. Do you, do you want me to get it out there? Okay, I got you. Yeah, he's like, I'll do it for you. <laughs> I will do that. I will air your laundry, whatever you need. Mm-hmm. You guys worry about COVID at all? The Personally, cases yeah. are on the uh, upswing for sure. Kyle Shanahan said that they've been pretty good with it, quote unquote. And he said, I think we're fortunate the area we live in we wouldn't do anything drastically until there's evidence that it got in our building. And uh, it does look like most of the cases that have happened are cases that are uh, that happen out in the community and players bring back in. So if protocols are tighter in the Bay Area, California, uh, as of Wednesday, uh, there will be mask mandates now uh, all the way until January 15th. So maybe that helps the 49ers out a little bit, but I don't know. Um, the Rams just traveled and came home and then Odell Beckham. And now I think seven more Rams. Uh, came up positive on Tuesday after Monday Night Football. So you can't get away from other humans completely. So yeah, it is definitely something to monitor, and it could play a role in the playoff picture uh, with so many teams in both conferences really tight for a lot of playoff spots. And this yeah, is attacking all sports right too. now. Yeah, yeah it's, you're it's, right. It's in the NBA. It's in the NHL. Like It's, it's attacking everybody right now. I guess it's a it's one of those new strands and or variants, whatever they call it. Where the Omicron, you know, yeah, it's something that we're not prepared for, <laughs> and it's right. and it's tearing the NFL up right now because I feel like every time I see an update from Adam Schefter, it's about someone, you know, COVID protocol and there's multiple names and guys having to sit out. So, yeah, uh, as many cases in a day as it has been in the last month, and yeah. Omicron too. It's like kind of, it's kind of, uh, 
sounds like a transformer, right? It sounds like a little, it sounds too scary and strong. They need to have some lighter names for some of these. Like, the <laughs> it's Daisy from Futurama, Day. man. I am Lur from Omicron Percy I8. There you go. All right, let's dip into this Locked On 49ers mailbag, shall we? But first, I want to let the folks out there know about Built Bar. This holiday season, grab the protein bar. Tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. If we're being honest, Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in 100% real chocolate. For the most part, there's some non-chocolate flavors for you non-chocolate loving weirdos out there uh, but amazingly low in calories low in sugar low in net carbs and low in fat but high in protein something keep you satisfied healthy and delicious the best of both worlds we've got flavors like eggnog special holiday flavors caramel macchiato gingerbread the newest at built.com 140 calories 17 grams of protein and only five grams of sugar Caramel Almond Delight doesn't have a chocolate covering. has a caramel covering. If you don't want that chocolate, you got puff bars, white chocolate, cheesecake, lemon cheesecake, coconut brownie chunk, uh, and all your standard flavors of Built Bar. Or you can get yourself a mixed box if you're not sure what you want to get at Built.com. Just head to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your order. That is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. I want to start this mailbag segment off with our very first YouTube comment as a mailbag question. Usually we go to Twitter. There's some emails occasionally, and I got to be honest, getting behind in some of the emails because I got so much going on. But uh, I love seeing the, the YouTube channel blowing up. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. We love you for it. Scott says, Referencing our show yesterday about the 49ers playoff chances around 76%, according to 538.com. Scott says, I think we have less than a 76% chance. The Tennessee game next Thursday is a near certain loss, just like every game where a West Coast team goes to the East Coast for a Thursday game on a short week. If we lay an egg versus Atlanta 2019 style and then lose as expected versus Tennessee, it's probably over. What do you think, guys? Is it over if the 49ers uh, don't win against Atlanta and Tennessee? Because they'd still have an opportunity to beat LA. They would still have an opportunity to beat the Texans and still get to that nine-win threshold, which is probably all it's going to take in the NFC unless multiple teams go off and get on a heater and win three or four games. And of those teams, I just don't see any of them that are going to make a run like that. Maybe one of them does, but uh, I have my doubts. And look, if you can't beat Atlanta and you can't mm -hmm. beat the Texans, you don't deserve to be a playoff team. Especially that first one. If you can't beat the Falcons, I mean, that's a team that's almost directly behind you. What are they, in eighth or ninth right now, you know, trying to, to gain so some I, ground? I want to talk about the Falcons' resume. It's the worst resume of a team that even thinks they have a shot at, at the uh, I believe it. Playoffs. First of all, they're ranked 32 out of 32 teams in DVOA. Worse than the Jaguars. Worse than the Lions that have one mm. win. Worse than the Texans. Um, this is the game's 
that the Falcons have won this year. These are the teams they've beaten uh, the, at that six and seven record. They've beaten the New York Giants by three. They beat the Jets. They beat the Dolphins by two. And that's when the Dolphins were playing awful and not even playing good yet. They beat the Saints by two. They beat the Jaguars by a touchdown. And they just mm. beat the Panthers. None of those are good teams. Mm-mm. The best team is probably the Dolphins in that. And they were, I think, one in five at that point when they played against the Falcons. So, I mean, they're, they're not a good football team. The 49ers should wax the Falcons at home. They should absolutely wax them. And if they can't beat the Falcons, then they don't deserve to be a playoff team. And I, that Tennessee game is tough. Short week uh, going to Nashville. I, I agree that that is, in a lot of cases, a scheduled loss. That, that is a tough one. But you still got the Rams. You still got the Texans. You still got the Falcons. If you don't win two games, the Niners don't deserve to be a playoff team. The the one thing that the 49ers, or two things the 49ers definitely have going in their favor is from everything I'm understanding and seeing, and the Falcons have two really big issues, and, and two that really kind of directly result in Ws. One, they can't protect the quarterback. Mm-mm. I mean, they got Matt Ryan running for his life every time I've watched them. So that's and not, he's not a good runner. <laughs> he, that, that's not really his game, right? Right. And then two, they can't get after the passer. So the opposing teams have, you know, all day to throw. And if you let Jimmy Garoppolo get comfortable, he'll he'll dice you up. So those two things bode very well for the 49ers as long as they can take advantage of it and not do what we've seen the 49ers do, which is shoot themselves in the foot. So some the 49ers could lose this game and it might not even have anything to do with what right. the Falcons are doing. It's more so about some things they've done in losses. And we, we've seen that rear its ugly head far too many times this season to think that that's something that can't happen. So, Crocker, I got a question for you real quick. You know, as the the DB man, I'm in the fantasy football playoffs, all right? I got Russell Gage. Should I start him against this 49ers secondary? Well, he's their only guy, him him and Kyle Pitts, you know? Right? They got got two guys. They're going to lean on him. I actually, like, you know. From behind, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I do my uh my underdog fantasy stuff, promo code Crocky. And I took the over on R- Russell Gage one game and he had like a hundred yards. So yeah, it's not like he can't be productive. And again, they do have Matt Ryan there. Now he hasn't had this great season, and I think a lot of it has to do with the offensive line, but it is Matt Ryan. And for whatever yeah. reason, I feel like he's the most disrespected quarterback. It might seem like it's Jimmy Garoppolo. I think it's Matt Ryan. When you look at what he's done. You know, his year production, I mean, it's up there with, like, elite level. And I almost feel like when you bring his name up, people think it's like a joke or something. But he, he's a, he's been a really good quarterback throughout his entire career. I think people think it's just to Kyle Shanahan. Oh, Kyle Shanahan won the MVP. Uh, he was thrown for, like, 4,500 yards a year before Shanahan mm-hmm. even showed up. Matt Ryan's the type of guy he's going sh- to get traded to the – Steelers for like a fourth round pick or a third round pick, and they're going to go yep. in 12 games next year, 13 games. That wouldn't like shock that. me. That's uh, is a perfect fit for someone like him. And if not Matt Ryan, then maybe Jimmy G ends up um, in Steel Town. But um, uh, I don't even remember what we're talking about. What were we talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, so the, the Falcons. So <laughs> the, the funny thing is, I, I read the Falcons of their best games. Those were their wins. Right. They, aren't they got. Uh, the Buccaneers put 48 points on them. The Eagles in week one beat them 32 to six. The Patriots beat them 25 to zero. The week before that, the Cowboys beat them 43 to three. You missed three playoff teams. The Falcons are trash. Uh, the 49ers don't deserve 
at home, at home against the Falcons, if you can't win, yeah. then pack it up. Play Trey Lance. You're right. But I, I saw a stat that said the Falcons are like five and two on the road this year. They're still trash, played, right? They probably played the Jaguars and the Jets and the Lions or whatever on the road. I mean, uh, <laughs> no, you're totally right. If they can't win this game, they have no business being in the playoffs. Oh, let's see. Yeah. So their wins on the road, they beat the Giants by three, the Dolphins by two, uh, the Saints by two. They beat the Jaguars. They beat the Panthers. Those were All their right. road wins. Not great. Well, they've only they've only beaten sorry teams, so it had to be. Right. It had to be. Had to be. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Uh, let's see here. We've got a question from Dez. He says, I got a question for you all. Out of all the 49ers teams to make it to the playoffs and not win a Super Bowl, which team did you think had the best chance to win? He says losing 49ers Super Bowl teams count as well. Okay, so losing teams, if you got to the Super Bowl and lost, that counts. His is the 2012 first Harbaugh team. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Hundred percent. I mean, I'm. I'm no. I'm going Wait, back. Is that to the 90. Kyle Williams year? Yeah. No, not that year because they had like Brett Swain at receiver and all. No, but the following year when you had Randy Moss and you had Crabtree and Manningham and all those guys and offense was loaded. Frank Gore. You had Kendall. Hunt. I mean, like that that team that was at 2000, the 2012-2013 team that that year. That team, I, I mean, I, I didn't think the Ravens had a chance. You mean the, the, yeah, so the team that lost to the Ravens in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Of the recent teams, I think that team is better than the 2019 Niners team that lost the Super yeah. Bowl. Agreed. But I mean, I, it, alone. any 49ers team, I'm going back to those juggernaut Niners teams in the, in the playoffs that played the Packers and the Cowboys every year. Those teams. Yep. Get those teams up. were, those teams were pretty awesome. I don't remember them. With Steve Young. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, come on, Hall of Fame quarterback. Let's go. Mm-hmm. That's too young. <laughs> we old. Lucky, lucky Glutch, gl- lucky gl- Glutch, lucky Gluck, lucky Gluck. I think maybe is how it's <laughs> supposed to be said. Uh, he says, "Can we talk about the play awareness on the winning touchdown?" Brandon Ayuk covered the ball when the last defender was about to make contact and only stretches it out after he still had control beyond the hit, then tucked it back to make sure he controlled it. To the ground. That's high level awareness. Uh, good blocks along the sideline. I don't know how mm-hmm. he even got around the sideline. That was a pretty yeah. Uh, that was a pretty. Uh, Juwan Jennings. Juwan Jennings had. Yeah. Juwan Jennings had a really good block. Yeah, he had a great game. He's had a couple in a row. I'm, Jennings is really stepping up. I don't know if it was a great block or if the defender is like they were so close to the sideline. Just they're like he's gonna go out. Like you couldn't. T- he, did, he couldn't even touch him at all. I, 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 I gotta go watch that play and see the angle that um, that Juwan Jennings had on him because I don't know how he tiptoed on the sideline and, and kept. Well, that's just it. He wasn't even tiptoeing. He was like hovering. I don't know how yeah, he hovered it, over. His feet weren't funny. even touching the ground. I think that's what made the they made him. Call it not a touchdown at first, yeah. Because they're like, well, no way he could have got in on that. And you watched it right. back, and I didn't think I was like, that kind of looked like he got in. And you see the replays, like, holy crap, how did he do oh, that? Are you kidding? <laughs> I stood up and started yelling, "That's a touchdown!" <laughs> Running around my house. Who do you watch the game with? Me, all by myself. Yeah. Oh, you, yeah. So my you kids still are like usually in the other room? Oh, out? I still yell at the TV and oh, stuff. Okay. Oh, yeah. When I'm with other people, I get more excited. When I'm by myself, it's like I'm just like. Oh, not me. I clap loud. I yell. You scare the children. Dad, what's happening in there? Nothing. Nothing, guys. 
or come in here, watch what's about to happen. This is exciting. I do a lot of clapping. That's what I do. I do. I do a lot of. All right, all right. Like you know, kind of talking to myself. Yeah. Yeah, you get intense, right? You you get your game face on. You're like in the game. You're like right there. If I'm really, if I feel like the 49ers are really being disrespected, like by like fans or like my brother and those guys, then I'll I'll really that that, that competitive crocky comes out, and I'm just (laughs) yeah, I'm on fire. I'm turned up. But if I feel like, you know, it's like, okay, just watching the game. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm pretty chill. I don't even like watching 49er games with other people. I get too, depends, too intense. If, if it's, if it's football fans or 49ers fans or people who are into the game, that's one thing that's mm-hmm. rough a little bit about uh super bowl parties sometimes. Yeah. Like, ah, like uh, you're going to come over and tell me to be quiet during the commercials. Like go home. <laughs> don't hang out with me. Cause that's not, that's not what I'm all about. I'm all about the game. And I, I go eat during the commercials, you know what I mean? So, um, right. and I want you to be quiet while the game's on because I'm paying attention to the most important <laughs> game of the year that we're supposed to be here watching. Come on. Right. Yep. Right there with you. I'm interested, guys, to know what Aaron Freeman, the host of Locked on Falcons, thinks about that Falcons team. Does he think they're as trash as I do? <laughs> we will find out tomorrow on a little crossover Thursday. 49ers, Falcons, crossover, me, Croc. Aaron Freeman doing it up as we do every week, previewing the game. It should be a good one. Thanks for making us your first listen every day. Wink, and thank you for being a part of the show, as always. My pleasure, guys. The wink is on fire. Got to win this game. (laughs) Got to win. Got to do it. Thanks, everybody. Hit that subscribe button. Be back tomorrow right here. Locked on 49ers. See you. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.